Please pray with me. Lord God, thank you. Thank you for this night. Thank you that as the darkness encloses the sanctuary, Lord, that your light is is shining bright within it. Lord, thank you for being the light of the world. Lord, for coming into this world and slipping into the darkness and changing this world forever. We pray, Lord God, that as we gather here tonight to worship you, that you would speak to us, that you would reveal to us that we would see you again for the first time, Lord God. And we pray that your hope would shine bright in our hearts. Lord God, give me your words to speak uh, your good news, Lord, and give us hearts to receive it. And we pray this in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Please be seated. Merry Christmas! I can't get over saying it. I'm just so excited. Such a treat to have you all here tonight. You know, I spend a lot of time in my life um, thinking about big things, right? Uh, maybe it's whether they're good or bad, right? But maybe it's the next vacation or the next big project or maybe the next holiday or the next repair on the car, right? Or the next bill, whatever it happens to be, right? Do you do this? Yeah, I spend an inordinate amount of bandwidth in my mind thinking about those things. I'll go to bed sometimes at night thinking about them, maybe wake up in the morning thinking about them. How about you? What do you think about? All kinds of stuff, right? It's amazing how much of our mind can be taken up with these things, right? These events, these things that are coming, or maybe sometimes things that have passed that maybe didn't go the way they should have. Right? Does that ever happen to you? Things always go your way, right? Me, sometimes they don't, and that's hard. You know, maybe that thing that's in your mind is, I don't know, graduation that's coming up, or going to college, or getting married, or having children, or struggles with kids, uh, or a spouse, or, or a big vacation coming up, or a promotion, or maybe retirement, or anxieties about what the future looks like post-retirement. Those things can take up a lot of room in our minds. And those are all big, important things. But between all those big, important things, there's a lot of daily routines that go on, right? There's still the, you know, the the dishes need to get washed. Food needs to be cooked and eaten, right? Jobs need to be done. Brushing teeth needs to take place. Right? Homework needs to be done. All those kinds of things, right? That normal living still has to go on, even though we're thinking about those big events in the future. And it's in that ordinary versus spectacular, um, which I think makes our gospel reading for tonight so fascinating. Right? It's that juxtaposition of the ordinary things in life with the extraordinary power of God and his intervention in our world that really grabbed me as I read our gospel passage for this year. Right, our passage begins with the big people in the world, right? The emperor and the governor, right? They got the big names up there that are surrounded in lights. Uh, And they are influencing the lives of the ordinary people, right? Through them, God takes Joseph and Mary and draws them from their home in Nazareth to Joseph's ancestral city for a census. And it's nothing like the government to make everyone happy, right? <laughs> to take you out of your home and drag you away when you're nine months pregnant. That is something that makes everybody happy. And so they arrive in Bethlehem and the time comes for Mary to give birth. Unfortunately, there's no room for them where? 
and the inn. And so where do they set up? Where the animals are, right? The animal farm. And in this most humble, but frankly, uncommon births, because not many people gave birth around the animals, right? This is probably not a normal occurrence. It's like, oh, it's time to deliver. Let's go with the animals. I don't think that's how it worked. But in this humble and uncommon birth comes the Savior of the world, Jesus Christ. Now, the next thing we know, God, like the proud father that he is, is notifying some people about the birth of his one and only son. But the people he notifies are not the people you'd expect. Right? He doesn't do it through like the society column of the paper. Right? He doesn't just call the important people and say, hey, important people, I've got news for you. I've got a son. No, who does he notify first? The shepherds. Were shepherds big names back then? No. Shepherds were shepherds. They just had the sheep. Right? They were out in the fields. They weren't the bearers of the big news. And yet God reveals this incredible event to them. He chooses them to make this known. And so this news is given to these ordinary shepherds in an exceptional way, right? The angel Gabriel and the heavenly host come and they appear to the shepherds and tell them what God has done. Do you think this was amazing to see? I would have loved to have seen it, right? All the heavenly choir, they're singing and belting it out, right? It would have been incredible. And so they pass on the news that the Messiah, the Savior of the world, has been born. That the long-hoped-for Redeemer has finally arrived. And these shepherds, listening to the opportunity the angel has presented, go to Bethlehem with this great line. They say, let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. Isn't that great? Let's go do this. Might as well. It's either sit out here with the sheep all night... Or go and see this amazing thing God has done. Right? Let's go do this, right? Let's go do something for a change. And so they go. They go see this amazing event. God in human flesh wrapped up and lying in a manger, just like the angel said. The unique, the powerful, the holy son of God lying in a food trough. For animals. The exceptional. Wrapped up in the ordinary. And these shepherds, when they arrive, they share their story with the people gathered around Jesus. And then after that, after they witness all this and spend some time, maybe smoke their cigars. I don't know what they gave out back then at the birth of a child. They go back into the fields glorifying God for what they had been a part of. Can you imagine? After all this that they've just seen. They go just back to their lives. I guess someone had to look after the sheep, right? They're not going to take care of themselves. So the shepherds leave the manger, leave the side of the Son of God, and go back out into those fields at night. God had done a remarkable thing. He had brought about a mountaintop experience for these shepherds. But life was not lived on the mountaintops, is it? I mean, the shepherds can't stay there at the side of the manger forever. No, eventually they have to go back to their lives. But they go back to their lives changed, transformed, having seen God in his power and in his glory. And they carried with them 
that exceptional reality that God was with them. And it changed the common things in their life. They went back rejoicing at what God had done. In our lives, we often think about the next big thing, the next big event, the next mountaintop experience. And God certainly is there in the mountaintops. He does that. You see it all over the scripture. He's doing incredible things, high points in people's lives. But life is not always lived up on the tops of the mountains in those incredible moments. Life is lived in the common, the simple things. And it was to these common people doing their common work that God revealed the most incredible thing that had ever happened to the world. The birth of God in human flesh. The exceptional in our common flesh. Where are we living now? Are we missing today because of the hope and of an event to come? Are we missing out in those that normal day-to-day life because we have our head in the clouds about what's coming in the future? Has the life of Christ filled us and changed the way we live and the common things in life? And have we allowed the exceptional life of Christ to take over our simple lives and to transform them so that all that we do is done for the glory of God. My hope for us this Christmas Eve is that as we take, we go home from this place, or maybe while we're still here, we spend some time contemplating what effect the life of Christ has on our life. How has he changed our common life? Has he spoken to us? Has he moved our hearts? Has he revealed to us our deep and abiding need for him? and the joy and peace that is experienced in relationship with him. And if he has, how is that changing the common way we live our lives, our day-to-day experience? Like the shepherds, may we go back to our sheep, may we go back to our ordinary lives tonight, transformed and giving praise to God for the great work that he has done and the way that he has wrapped himself and his power in the common thing of human flesh. Let's pray. Lord God, thank you. Thank you for humbly taking on our flesh, Lord God, and being born as one of us. Thank you, Lord God, that you announced your birth, not to the powerful people in this world, not to the exceptional people, but to the ordinary. Lord, and you continue to use ordinary people and to bring ordinary people into your kingdom. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you for reaching out to us. Thank you for speaking to us and revealing yourself to us. Lord God, we pray that your life inside of us would transform the way we live. You would transform our hopes, transform our dreams, transform the way we look forward to the future. And Lord God, help us to live in the moment now. And may the common things in life, the simple everyday things, be redeemed and claimed for you. That we might serve and love and sacrifice. Lord, for you each and every day of our lives. And we pray this in Jesus' holy name. Amen.